and welcome back to Pop Chat with Kat. Today, I am particularly excited to dive right into this topic. If you were born in the 80s or even 90s, chances are you would swoon on a picture of Prince Harry and Prince William, the two most single and eligible bachelors through most of our lives. I mean, seriously, what girl didn't dream of marrying royalty and becoming a princess? As if Disney didn't drill down the idea of marrying your prince charming down your throat enough, England most infamously made the fairy tale a reality. So if you know anything about the royal family and the hierarchy, of it all, you'll be the first to know that royalty is encouraged to marry royalty. And for many, many years, the royals even went to the extent of marrying their own family members to ensure the policy of only royal lineage. You know, bloodline not littered with commoner blood. I mean, I'm talking quite literally. A lot of the elite, the so-called blue blood families in Europe, have this rare blood type, as does the British royal family. Charles is O negative, as is the queen, and William is RH negative, and so is Kate, to make sure the children are RH negative as well. So there's that. And I know you're not listening to this podcast today for a history lesson on the royal family. And I know you're not listening to find out that the royal family dates all the way back to the 10th century, to year 1066, or to learn that they have reigned for literally 1,209 years. The royals run deep and their very presence define English culture as we know it. And the royals are not just pretty faces either. The monarch and their immediate family undertake various official duties, but ultimately are limited to functions like bestowing honors and appointing the prime minister, which are performed in a non-partisan manner. The monarch is also the head of the British Armed Forces, though the ultimate power and executive authority over government are through parliament. Now, okay, so let's circle back to Prince Harry and Prince William from this last spiel that I just gave you. So now you know their roots run deep in history. Prince William married Kate, a commoner by modern standards, but still not a peasant by any means. Her family is worth millions in US dollars, but she's still not a royal. The people went crazy over this story because I mean, if it could happen to her, it could happen to you too, right? Kate Middleton has truly stepped up and assumed her role a future queen of England. She's no longer eating garlic, per the queen, wears stockings all the time, and has fascinators as a permanent staple in her wardrobe. Enter Harry, my husband, Harry. Harry is the fun prince, so he's basically the spare to the heir. The likelihood of him being king is so far removed that he has basically lived his best life for his entire life even stripping completely naked at a pool party in Vegas, smoking pot and completely disgracing the queen and the family altogether. He is obviously a free spirit. So when he decided to pop the question to Meghan, it was pretty controversial and here's why. Meghan is American, she's a divorcee, a thespian, and in addition to that, she's partly African-American. So I can assure you that royal feathers were most certainly ruffled. Megan actually converted to Judaism when she married the producer um, or director, whatever he actually is. I don't really know, so I don't want to say he was the producer, but I think he was, um, on the TV show Suits. So we can add that to the list of no-nos in the queen's eyes. Okay, so then she got divorced and moved back to LA from Canada. And in my personal opinion, I feel like it was an opportunistic move of her to marry the producer 
And when she got enough fame, then she left him. So she has come a long way from the Price is Right suitcase girl from game show, television model, to princess of the Commonwealth. We know Harry and Meghan shocked the world and stepped down from their royal duties pretty soon after they married. This being after Meghan accepted a lavish, multi-million dollar wedding seen around the world. The crown jewels were on her head and a diamond from the royal collection on her hand. Meghan, to me, was really the face of what could be in progressive England. Meghan really did break boundaries and had the world's platform. I had high hopes of what she would do with this power. First African American princess. And shortly after they got married, things started to crumble. She admitted in an interview that she's infamously, quote, not okay, while simultaneously accepting private jets, a $2 million refurbishment on their Windsor home on the taxpayer's dime. And it's my opinion that I find her to be pretty disingenuous at best, and often, don't hate me for this, extremely phony. I just can't find it in my heart to believe what she says. And from day one, I really do believe she's had some sort of ulterior motive. Here's where my possibly unpopular opinion comes in. Meghan knew what she was getting into when she said yes to Harry. She knew Princess Diana was idolized all over the world. And to say she wasn't expecting the attention, to me, is a desperate attempt at sympathy. And to even allow Harry to leave the royal family, his family, his brother, his nieces and nephews, and responsibilities after thousands of years of history is a complete slap in the face to all of those who have come before them. The utmost sacrifice and marriage of duty to the people of England is an unspoken oath for all of its members, coming before all else. So for him to leave all he's ever known was just mind-blowing to me. And I think there was a major disrespect to tradition, the coercion, in my opinion, that has gone into this decision I really cannot explain like I literally cannot so then they announced that they're no longer funded by the English taxpayer dime and that was before the news broke on September 2nd that the couple signed a multi-million dollar mega deal with Netflix to become Hollywood producers of scripted series docu-series documentaries features and children's programming for the first time ever a British royal couple are set to become players in the global entertainment industry this is a far cry from the private, non-publicized life that Meghan claimed to be so desperate for. Many people seriously resent and blame Meghan because they feel like she crashed the royal family and then tried to change an institution that has existed for thousands of years. But on the other side of that, then you have the go-hards for Meghan and Harry. You know, the two people who hated paparazzi so much that they moved to LA? Right. Moving on, I'd love to welcome Vanessa to the podcast today to introduce another perspective, a counter takeaway, if you will. She's pretty well versed when it comes to the British royal family, and I think it really is important to show both sides of the spectrum in order to truly be fair and objective. So let's get her on the line. Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining the conversation today. Thanks for having me, Kat. I'm really excited. Oh, good, good. So I know you're a fellow royal watcher, and like so many people, you think this intercontinental move, Megxit, if you will, was actually a good thing for Harry and for Meghan. So my question to you is, why do you think that? And do you think Meghan and Harry disappointed the people of England by stepping back from their royal roles? Well, absolutely. They definitely had to 
exit. Um, they had to do this. They needed a break. They needed to break free from this like royal archaic system that has had like a grasp for centuries in this in this country. Well, in their country, you know, Harry's grown up in the shadows of his brother William, and from a young age, he expressed his inquisitiveness of the world around him, but just not within the royal circle. Like he has been positioning himself to forge his own path and. Megan came along, I feel, at the right time to help him make that leap into the next chapter of his life, honestly. I truly believe, like, the family, or rather better known as, quote-unquote, the firm, really was never going to allow the two of them to assist in transitioning the face of the royal family into, like, the next generation of the 21st century, honestly. You know, they have fresh ideas and desires, and now they can pursue them due to the very public platform that they have been afforded to them, and they're helping others now through their charities without any restrictions for them you know i'm sure his mother princess diana would have been right by his side cheering him on if she was still alive you know we have to we have to remember the royal family has this image to maintain like that everything is all well and steady and there's really a lot going on behind closed doors you know did they disappoint england the people of england because of stepping back from their royal duties Probably, I would say. I did. You know, we've seen a lot going on in the news arena, you know, with their exit. But you have to respect a man in his position and his responsibilities that were, you know, was automatically placed onto him from the day he was born to choose the woman he loves and the family himself that he was going to create over his country. Right. I mean, do we see history repeating itself again when his great uncle Edward VIII advocated to marry Wallace Simpson? Perhaps, right? Yep, absolutely. But just like his uncle, he had the chutzpah to break free <laughs> and good for him. You know, I mean, Prince Harry is like sixth in line of the throne. So there's really no need, you know, for his life to continue to be on, you know, on hold just in case, you know. He needs to, you know, step in. There's no need for it. He's sixth in line. Right. So, you know, people have to remember, he's not the people's prince. He's Megan's prince. So let them live their lives. Right. Well, I think your perspective is one that so many people share. And I completely hear what you're saying. And I see where you're coming from. I truly do. Even if I don't necessarily agree, I really do think so many people are conflicted about whether or not this is impetuous or an act of self-care. And also, as I said before, I think it's really important to shed light on different perspectives in order to fully educate yourself and stay fair and objective. So all that said, I really wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate your time and the great points you brought to the conversation today, Vanessa. Well, thanks for having me, Kat. I truly enjoyed being with you and discussing the royal family um, and looking at both sides. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining, Vanessa. Thank you. So a lot of people say don't have any opinions because it can affect your business or it's bad for business. But when it comes to a pop culture podcast, I think opinions are the most valued part of the podcast. That being said, I would love to bring on another commentator today. She too is well versed with royal lineage and the English culture. Coming from the girl who was traveling international to England when we were just in grade school, my mom took me to Disney World and her mom took her to England and France. Sorry. Sorry, mom. It's just the truth. So allow me to introduce Laura today. So let's get her on the line. Well, hello, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. I am super excited you're joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Oh my god, please. It's my pleasure. I've so been looking forward to this. I really want to just jump right into this. In your personal opinion, how do you feel about the decision for Meghan and Harry to ultimately walk away from royal life? So I feel like it becomes such a controversial question. And it's like there are a couple that is so well known, but they're well known for, I feel like, not very extraordinary things. I mean, you have to think of it in terms of Harry's part of probably the most famous family in the entire world. And I think that, you know, I don't even think that's that bold of a statement to say. Everyone knows who the royal family is. Everyone knows Prince Harry is. So I don't think I disagree so much of their decision to walk away. I don't think at least Meghan was at all invested or interested to be invested in the royal family and, you know, royal duties and responsibilities. So I think from her perspective, I think she made the right decision. And I, I feel like with Harry, he sort of just went along with whatever Meghan wanted to do. Do I think it's wrong in some senses? Yeah, I think it's it, it disrespectful because you're talking about centuries-old monarchies that is so well-known. You know the kinds of responsibilities that comes with the title, comes with marrying into the family, and I think we've seen that with Kate and William. Kate knew the role that she was getting into. And, you know, is her role in the royal family more important? Yeah, I mean, she's going to be the future queen of right. England one day when, you know, William takes the throne. So, you know, Harry's so down the line of ever becoming king that, you know, I think they, the royal family in itself kind of took a last approach to it because, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with the royal family in general. I, right. I, Me too. This royal family, Elizabeth I, like we're talking like I watched the shooters about three <laughs> times already. <laughs> I can't get enough of anything like British royal family. Same. So, you know. I think they took a lax approach to it because you think about how Queen Elizabeth's second uncle stepped down because he wanted to marry an American divorcee, which is what Meghan is. And I mean, back in the day, that was so frowned upon. And I think it's great that they are coming to terms and and meeting more with modern times and thoughts on how you view someone that is divorced or someone that may come from a mixed-race family. And, you know, I, I, I applaud the royal family with that but I do think that there was a big disrespect from Meghan and Harry's part. You know, they welcomed Meghan into the family, and I think at the end of the day, she knew what she was getting into, and I think this was part of her plan, if you want to say, all along. I could not agree with you more. I kind of feel like this was very opportunistic of her. I mean, she accepted that lavish wedding, multi-million dollar renovation on her house, and then as soon as that was all over, she was ready to say, okay, I'm done with this royal family. Like, it's too much for me. So this actually leads me to my follow-up question with you. She was basically saying she was being harassed by the media and she didn't feel like her life was private anymore. So do you think that leaving England and coming to America is going to diminish public interest in this couple? I kind of hope she fades away, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think she deserves to be followed anymore. I mean, that was the whole point. She wanted her privacy, so give her a privacy. I think it's a little naive for her to think that she had or was entitled to any privacy marrying Harry, marrying into, again, well-known family in the world. I think that's a bit silly. You know, and, and you have to think of it this way, and, and you can relate that to a ton of other celebrities, you know, where they're just like, this is our real life, like, this is real for us. It's like, okay, but you signed up for this. Yeah. You know, I'm just Laura. I'm not, I'm not on a TV show. I'm not marrying royalty, as I was, but <laughs> <laughs> Me I, too. I'm not, you know, and so I feel like just to argue 
argue that, you know, I don't have my privacy anymore, you're marrying one of the princes of England. Right. You know, and I agree to your point how you said she was fine with having a lavish wedding. She was fine with, you know, buying that, that home and they did all these crazy renovations for it. That was all okay. But, you know, you know what you were signing up for. And I know she's come out and said, you know, she had no idea the, the strain it was going to take on her. And look, by all means, do I think the tabloids are a bunch of bullies? I do. But you put yourself in that position. If you didn't want that type of lifestyle, you should have basically said this before anything. Do the Megxit prior to marrying Harry and give him that ultimatum and say, you know, if that's something that, you know, she really wasn't comfortable with this entire time, she never should have gone along with marrying him in the way that she did under, you know, these royal traditions and ceremonies. And I think it's really silly. I mean, you were on a TV show, a well-known TV show. What privacy did you think you had from that? Right, exactly. I think it's completely unrealistic for the most part. And you can't pick and choose. You can't get the best of both worlds. Like, you can't get the lavish living that she has, private jets, the crown jewels, all of that and then say well I don't want any more attention I'll just take the perks of the job instead of really putting herself out there so exactly she wanted to have her cake and eat it too <laughs> absolutely I honestly you know, couldn't sorry, agree Megan, that was Marie Antoinette that left the meat cake not Queen Elizabeth II I really could not agree more and I don't think moving to LA is going to make paparazzi things better for either of them either I mean that's like the mecca for paparazzi and media people I don't really see that as a good move I don't think that's going to make public interest go away like which is what she wanted so right exactly why would you go to the land where everyone wants to be famous go move to you know a quaint town in you know new england or something like that and that's where you'll get privacy move out to a, a nice ranch out west like that's where you're going to get privacy, not in one of the biggest cosmopolitan cities in America. They feed off those tabloids. You know, everyone wants to be seen, and it's it's a bit it's just strange. I think she I think she had an agenda all along, to be honest, because I just don't know if you wake up one day and you're like, I didn't realize that this is what was going to happen when I married Prince Harry of England. You know, and they and they were still utilizing their titles for a while for personal gain and you know marketing and. <laughs> Why should you have your title? Absolutely. I completely, I couldn't agree more. I'm just basically ready to pass this whole podcast over to you because your points are so valid and so good. <laughs> I Honestly, it's so funny because I really didn't think I had that strong of an opinion on it. But I guess, don't get me wrong. I got up and watched their wedding. I did the same thing with Kate. But I am totally team Kate me too. all the way. Um, I think she's made for this role. I think she's doing a phenomenal job from what we see. I mean, we don't see, you know, behind the scenes, but you know, she seems like she's just an all-around good person, and I think she understands the responsibility yeah. that comes with the territory of marrying the future king of England. And I think Meghan lacked that clarity in her mind. I think she just sort of thought, oh, I'll come in and, you know, it'll be fine, but, you know, right. <laughs> you're literally on the world stage right now, and you wanted privacy. Exactly. I mean, like you said, Kate totally stepped up to the plate and she assumed her role. And what disappoints me the most about Megan is I just feel like she had such a role to play in this. It was groundbreaking. You know, she's the first mixed race princess. and I feel like she could have done so much with it. And I, I don't know, I'm just a little disappointed that 
they decided to leave. Everybody has a different opinion about it, but I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's an interesting topic for sure. For sure. I mean, I, again, I hope it dies out, but I have a feeling, you know, we're still going still gonna to hear about it and you keep hearing, you know, oh, there's controversy between, you know, the brothers and how Meg really put a strain on their relationship. And it's like, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. And I get it. They are a family that has definitely been affected by the tabloids. Don't get me wrong. And if Harry was doing this to protect his wife and his son you know kudos to him but again you don't move to LA to escape tabloids that you think are a threat to your family of course I mean there I would have to totally agree if you're protecting your family or you think your family is at risk and maybe he's thinking about his mom Diana how she was essentially hunted okay fine but then I'm just not buying the move to Los Angeles so there's just a lot of murky waters surrounding their decisions and I don't know who's leading the brigade but I want to say it's Megan so like you said I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon I guess we'll just have to wait and see Laura so I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I mean this was literally such a treat for me you're so insightful and this was truly my pleasure to have you on oh thank you so much for having me honestly this was so much fun i, I hope people are enjoy my opinion <laughs> they don't really need to you know agree but thank you so much for having me i really had fun and now that we're speaking about having so much fun, in June of 2020, they moved to a 19,000 square foot Mediterranean style villa in Montecito, which is in Santa Barbara County. They originally were in, I think it was Los Angeles, and that changed. Now they're literally next door neighbors with Oprah Winfrey. And if you ask me, I would love to say that Megan probably planned that out too. One of the biggest reasons that Harry and Meghan were fed up with the royal life was because of the media operation that surrounded them. Even going as far to say that the royal family did not go above and beyond to defend the negative media coverage that surrounded them. So now they started this new media team funded by both Meghan and Harry. It's actually called the Sunshine Sachs PR Firm, which is focused and based out of Hollywood, California. And because they're no longer working active members of the royal family, they can set their own rules about how they want to present themselves to the public. And the issue of privacy doesn't exactly go away because whether you're living in England or most especially California, it's not exactly just the paparazzi, it's who surrounds you. There are so many people on inner circles that can sell you out. People who know every detail of your every move that work from the inside. There have been people who were actually assigned to protect Meghan and Harry like staff and they're allegedly leaking things to newspapers about their private business. And I think it would be so naive for them to think that they can completely eliminate that from their life. Especially like we said and I cannot stress this enough that Los Angeles is the capital of paparazzi. After they left you know the Beverly Hills area Megan and Harry were basically freaked out to see how many flying drones and helicopters were flying over their home to get pictures of their 16 month old son Archie. If you ask me I feel like they would have been much more protected in England because the royals they have like elite security teams that are working around the clock and I don't think you're gonna have anything to that capacity in the United States. Megan even went as far as filing three separate lawsuits against the paparazzi and circling back to Laura's point you can't marry the Prince of England and expect that people are gonna let you live a normal life. 
And being that she did take advantage of everything that was offered to her, it's so difficult to feel sorry. I mean, that's just me. There are some people who was like, enough is enough. Start your own life. Like Vanessa, I'm sure so many other people agree with her. So it just depends what side of the coin you really feel that you're on. So what are they up to now? We know they signed a mega production deal with Netflix shortly after visiting the White House. And yes, they may get a ton of notoriety because people are so invested in this couple and thirsty to see what's going on with their lives. But I really think people are not going to watch just because it's them. Like, yes, they'll get a ton of promotion because it's Meghan and Harry. But this could backfire because a lot of people, especially the haters, are going to be a lot more critical. So if you ask me what's next with this couple, I personally think not much is going to change. The only thing that's going to change is the country that they're living in. And from day one, my my true thoughts is that Megan never intended to stay in the UK for very long. She wanted to snap the prince and I think in my personal opinion she put some sort of spell on him, convinced him to move to Canada and then from Canada back to California out of all places. And I would like to just point out that this Netflix deal could also really challenge their much desired privacy. And not a very small price to pay is that they are going to need to have personal intrusion into their lives for as long as they live public lives in show business. They are going to have to fuel this publicity fire and will need media support to promote and maximize attention for this gig that they just signed up for with Netflix. They're not just going to go away and there is going to be a lot of media scrutiny. As far as the Brothers and the Queen is concerned, I mean I totally understand. He up and left and of course there are going to be hurt feelings. But the Queen didn't completely write Harry off, although she did make Meghan and Harry repay $2 million that they used to refurbish their Windsor Castle home on the taxpayer dime. She made them pay it back to the people, which is only fair considering they up and left after like two hours. The Queen had said back when they announced this that she wanted to revisit their decision to step back after one year's time. And that was a red flag for me. I thought in my heart that she was basically saying, Harry, I love you so much. You're my favorite grandchild, so I'm going to let you fall on your face. And then when you come back and realize that this is the biggest mistake of your life, I'm still going to be here for you. We're not going to kick you out forever. So whatever the case may be, it is my genuine hope that Prince Harry and Meghan find happiness, whatever stage country or house that they're in because at the end of the day everybody deserves to be happy and it is my personal opinion that the balcony in Buckingham Palace does not look the same for family photo shoots without Prince Harry whether you want to admit it or not Prince Harry and Meghan represent a moment in time and history and I guess we'll just have to stay tuned and see how this story ends most recently we've seen them dabbling in some political advertisements encouraging people to vote so at least she's using her power and publicity for some good. And I wanted to sincerely thank Vanessa and Laura for hopping on the show today and giving me their perspective. Bringing outside perspective is always valuable and much needed for valuable discussion. I would love to hear what you all think about today's episode, regardless what side of the table you're sitting on. And on that note, I guess I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was so much fun and I'm truly excited for what's next. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to Pop Chat with Kat and I will talk to you again on the next episode.